Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast. I hope you're all staying safe. I hope you're all well. Today, rightly so, we're going to be talking about how to stay productive and motivated whilst working from home. I know a lot of you will be working from home at the moment and even though at first it seems like a great idea, I know I was one of them to jump up for joy when I found out I was going to be working from home, but it can take its toll if you do it incorrectly. So we're going to be going through it today. I am joined by my lovely co-host and best friend and partner, Johnny. Hello, how are you? I hope you're staying well, hope you're staying safe as well. I can confirm that I am, yes. And we can also confirm that we found toilet roll for the first time in a month. Yes. <laughs> that actually seems like an achievement. Mm, it was it was um it was a fantastic moment. <laughs> Except it was an expensive moment though. I think you rang me. I, I think did? you rang me from the shop, be like, You won't believe what I've just found. Me thinking it was something amazing. And he replies with Toilet roll and not just one bag. How many? But no, it was one bag. Oh, just 18. There was 18 in the bag. 18 rolls. I mean, it comes to something when you get excited about how much toilet roll you have. And apparently I used a lot, so... But that's another story. Another day. <laughs> Literally everywhere I stayed, they all say I used too much, but that's another story. I, th- I think it's a girl thing. It's been really crazy, though. I mean, even though we get to work from home and you get to spend more time with loved ones, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing... Um, it, it is a bit crazy and it's hard to get your mind around what's going on right now. A lot of countries have been dealing with it differently and it's quite interesting to see how countries deal with it compared to the UK. But for all of you that have been staying home, massive, massive thank you because you're helping everyone. So please continue to do so. I know it's not easy at the best of times. So thank you so much. Massive, massive thank you to the NHS as well absolutely amazing I myself I've learned by experience how to deal with this the first couple of days I started working from home I had a weird weird experience I actually cried the second day didn't I Mm, I remember I remember it was really weird like the first couple of days I was like yeah we're working from home I can't wait I'm gonna I'm gonna relax and I'm gonna chill out and it's gonna be the best time and you know I get to spend time with my partner my dog you know it's going to be lovely chill out but by the second day I just randomly started crying and I couldn't understand why and my partner literally came back from work because he was able to go back to work at that point and he said I know exactly what do you remember that day when Mm. yeah I think I think just obviously that change was quite taxing on you personally at that time and I think we're the kind of people who really feel like we need to be achieving something and doing something so then when you spend an extended period of time at home it can lead to you feeling even though you're not and it's not your fault but I think it can lead to you feeling quite unfulfilled and quite bored and that can be quite an emotional time. Yeah definitely I mean the first day I was so chilled and you know it was a little bit like a day off. Obviously, you still have to work, but it's it feels like a day off. And the first day, I was great. You know, I was living life, chilled out, relaxed. Second day, I had a good day for like half of the day. And then in the evening, I just burst into tears. And at the time, I couldn't realise why. But it soon hit me, and, it, and I soon realised with my partner's help, that a lack of routine just completely knocked me back. Like, it's very, very normal 
for us to have a routine and in some ways we need one it just keeps you grounded it keeps you sane and it gives you a reason to get out of bed each morning you know it it gives you motivation for the day because if you get up and you think right I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a bit of housework in the morning I'm gonna walk my dog and then I'm gonna you know I don't know what your job is but I'm gonna do my most important task first if you've already planned that out you will already know what your day's going to be like whereas I made the mistake of oh I'm gonna get out of bed I'm gonna stay in bed for two hours and I'm gonna plonk on the sofa yes I'll get my laptop out and do a bit of work but it's the wrong way to go because you'll you almost feel lost and confused and having some kind of routine keeps you normal obviously you may not even realize that you have a routine like things like driving to the office you know feeding yourself feeding your kids in the morning that is a routine if you do something on a daily basis that's a routine and it keeps you knowing what you need to do every day but because that was taken away I didn't realize that that would have a massive impact on my mental health it's it sounds good on paper but then when you actually do it and you don't go out the house you almost feel like you've got cabin fever it starts to get really really boring and draining Mm. and it can actually be more draining than actually doing something feeling hopeless feeling you know a little bit low and not realizing why and that's because you need to have a goal every day what I've started to do is I've started getting my um weekly planner and I've started writing a goal for each day obviously the weekend is our time off um I don't know about you but um our weekend is the time off so that just stays out the window and yeah we do have two lazy days and that's fine but during the week I like to make a goal for each day so at least when I get up I know what I'm doing if you if you go about your day willy-nilly then it's going to have a massive impact because you're not going to know what you're doing you're not going to know where you stand you're not going to know what you're going to achieve for that day and more often than not you end up achieving nothing because you've got nothing planned and because you've got no goal you end up achieving nothing and that can actually make you feel really really just drained and down and so have a goal you know it doesn't have to be something massive like I want to become a millionaire for today because let's be honest that's all of our goals well it's unachievable so therefore if it's unachievable you're not going to reach it therefore you're going to feel demotivated when you don't reach it so your goal has to be achievable realistic yeah small and realistic like for example just just putting one thing out there say if you work in admin and you've got I don't know, a spreadsheet to complete by the end of the day. That should be your most important task. But you have to have like realistic targets. So for example, if you work in admin and you've got a spreadsheet to do and that's the most important task of the day, write that down. So then when you wake up in the morning, you know what is expected of you almost. So it's almost like you're your own boss. When you work a nine to five job and you have a manager, your manager first thing says, right, you go do this, this and this. And although you think, ah, really? At the same time, you've got you've then got a structure to your day. Whereas at home, you're literally working for yourself in a way. Even though you, you may still have a manager, you've you're still managing your own day. And if you don't put structure to that day, it can quickly fall downhill, and you can feel worthless and drained. I know you're going to disagree with this, Johnny, and I think we have this conversation a oh, lot. This is controversial. Um, <laughs> but day news. <laughs> oh, the news. Yeah, the news. So, we have different opinions on that. Obviously, we can't agree on everything. 
I'm I'm right, but um. <laughs> oh really, really? Of course, of course you are. Yeah. <laughs> um. Basically, my tip, and obviously Johnny can input his opinion in a second. My tip is not to read the news, and the reason being is, I think the news gives a very conflicting information, and that in turn can make you feel anxious. Like for example, with this coronavirus. I, I did it myself at first because obviously when something new comes out like this you want to know about it and you want to know what's going to happen if you don't know what's going to happen your brain te- tends to fill in the gaps and that can be a bit dangerous so obviously like many others I read a lot of news articles about the coronavirus and all of the information was conflicting it was very different like some people saying you know, young people are fine some people saying young people with health issues may be at risk some people saying oh, you have to only have a cough and no... You know, there's so much conflicting information. So personally, I don't like to read the news. I read it in very, very rare circumstances when I know something big's going to happen. But obviously, Johnny has a different opinion and I think you're on the news like 10 times a day. (laughs) Well, there's a couple of things that you need to take into account on this one. Number one is that I like to keep informed on what's going on in the world. I almost feel like I'm addicted to knowing what's going on in the world. However, there's a couple of important things that people need to know. Number one is that you have to be intelligent enough to consume the news and challenge it if you don't agree with it. So just because it's the news doesn't necessarily mean it's correct because the purpose of the news is to get people to listen to it and to get hits on websites and to get listens on radio stations. Ultimately, the news is, you know, the news is like a live drama which is geared towards giving you headlines rather than actually the facts. Or if there are the facts, they're buried deep within the article, but the headline is going to be more sensationalised. So, for example, with regard to the coronavirus, I saw a headline the other day that said, Liverpool have furloughed all their staff, Liverpool FC. And it turns out that, yes, okay, they have furloughed all their staff, which sounds bad, but that they're still paying them 100%. When you find out that they're paying all their staff 100% as though it would be a match day, then it's a lot less interesting a headline. Or, for example, when a young person passes away because of the coronavirus, then it's going to be in the news. And obviously it's an extremely sad piece of news and my heart does go out to the people, the families and and the people who who are the victims of this. However, it doesn't tell you how many five-year-olds have not passed Mm. away because of the coronavirus. 10,000 five-year-olds survive coronavirus doesn't quite have the same level of interest to it. So you have to read the news with a pinch of salt and, and almost question it. Yeah, I mean, that's the only trouble with the news. I, I don't like the guessing game. I don't like, you know, is that fact true? Is this fact untrue? You know, I don't like that aspect of it. And I just feel like I want to know the truth. And unfortunately, in many cases with the news, I feel like they they either mix the truth... Or they add facts in that, you know, aren't even true. So, But obviously that can be quite stressful when you're reading about death, about illness, about the impact it has on certain people, about the impact it's had on, on, on various vulnerable people. So therefore, people are going to get worried. That's why I personally don't like reading the news. I just feel like it feeds you negative things when, you know, there are positive things that happen in the world, but I feel like the news focuses on the negative and I, I feel like it, it's wrong I mean you can see why they do it but and and the media is always so biased 
and like when people go, no, the media isn't biased. You know, like for example, some people might say that the independent newspaper is not biased, but all media is biased in some regard, even if it says it's not. Yeah, they spread light to what they believe in, don't they? But it's not just it's it's the media is biased by its own very nature. So it doesn't matter what you read; it's going to have an opinion either way. It's inc- it's impossible to write an article that gives you extremely every single art angle on something. Yeah, I mean, I think the media does tend to exploit people as well, which I think is so cruel and I think it's so mean. Like, I think we were talking about it the other day. There was a footballer who um, jumped into the crowd because I think, I don't know the full story, so don't, like, come at me if I get it wrong. Um, But I think something happened in the crowd. I don't know whether... You're about Dyer. Yeah, um, I don't know whether his brother was in the crowd and something happened to him or something was said about him. And he jumped in the crowd and I think he, um, I don't know whether he threw a punch or said something to someone in the crowd. But if you put yourself in his shoes, if someone says something about your family member or someone that means a lot to you, I'm pretty sure the majority of people would react the same way. You know, in in that moment where someone is criticising a person you love, and I don't know the full extent of the story either, um, so I don't know exactly what happened, but if someone's criticising someone you love, yes, okay, maybe he shouldn't have reacted the way he did, but in that moment when someone's really, really hurt someone that you love, most people would react the same way. So I feel like you have to look past what the media are saying and really think, you know, is this true? Because I guarantee there are some media outlets out there that made Dyer to be a really, really bad, you know, maybe even violent person when it may have just been a moment of anger because someone who he loves got, you know, maybe threatened. I I don't know what happened, but... But yeah, it's quite interesting, the news and the media, but I think that can be another topic and maybe another podcast in the future. But um, for now, let's talk about getting motivated at home. So um, after my massive crying episode on day two of my self-isolation, I can say from experience that the first most important thing to do is have some kind of structure and routine to your day. And Another great tip is to write it down. So if you have a planner, if you have a journal, if you have any kind of calendar on your computer, for example, just make a plan for each day and then you'll know what's expected of you each day, what you're going to do, and then you won't feel as lost every day. Because if you just go about your day willy-nilly, not knowing what you're going to do, you will feel very lost very quickly. So um, what kind of things have we been doing then in our daily routines? Okay, so one thing we've been doing and we're going to do after this podcast is we're going to do some exercise. Mm-hmm, that's now, a good one. people at home are probably going, what? No, that's the last thing I want to do right now. But trust me, it helps so much. You feel so good after it. One, you feel good because you've actually done something good with your body and with yourself. And trust me, when you go out of an exercise routine for a while, you do feel proud of what you've just done. You can feel proud of literally just getting off the sofa. And I know that sounds a bit silly, but it's true. (laughs) Sometimes it's hard to even get off the sofa or get out of bed. So the fact that you've just done a workout and some exercise feels really good. And then you feel proud of yourself as well. You know, you feel good in yourself. But yeah, definitely, definitely do some kind of workout. It doesn't have to be a crazy hit CrossFit, you know, crazy lift a thousand pounds weight kind of thing. It doesn't have to be that at all. I mean, if that's your thing, then great. But... 
just something as simple as doing like a walking exercise would be great you know just get moving for at least 20 minutes a day another tip that I can offer is to create a workspace so if your house or flat can allow it so for example if you have a dining room table if you have any kind of desk or any kind of table really just create a little workspace so if you have a computer desk then even better because you've already got your own little space there put everything you need on that desk so it creates like a work environment if you work in your bed on your laptop it's not a good idea at all i know it's comfy i know it's soft i know you've probably got nice little fluffy cushions that we have too we have a disney cushion um, i'm very proud of it i have to keep hiding it because my dog bites it but that's another topic um don't work in bed because it just puts you in that lazy unmotivated mood which unfortunately sets you on that path to that downhill spiral of feeling drained and I know that sounds very opposite but doing nothing actually makes you feel more drained than being productive because being productive makes you feel good doing nothing and feeling unmotivated makes you feel low you know the thing is though I, I There must be so many people out there who've got an idea for a business at the moment. You're never going to get a better opportunity to just sit at home and work on your business idea. 100%. Write a business plan, figure out how much money you need, add up the costs, and then start thinking to yourself, right, once all this is over, I'm going to approach the bank with my business plan. One thing I will say about my partner, Michelle, is... She is always trying to come up with new ideas, whether it's her YouTube channel, her blogging, her podcast that you're listening to right now. There is always something that she is working on, working towards. And, you know, even even she will admit that she has moments where she feels a little less motivated, a little more down. And that's with somebody who actually has quite a fulfilling um, and, and full timetable that they try and fill with as much stuff that's useful as possible. I mean, you imagine if you don't have those things, you're going to feel quite low. And Ah, oh, thanks. I, I was hoping you'd keep going. <laughs> in my case, my job I can't do from home, or I can't do a significant part of my job from home because I am a fire door inspector and I'm the manager of a business that deals with fire door compliance, which ajmfiresafety.com but seriously (laughs) but being the manager of a business and going out and completing fire door inspections is something that you cannot do from home so therefore the amount of things that I can do for the business is limited I can't send invoices for work that's being completed because I'm not completing work at the moment promoting the business is not very easy at the moment because People don't need fire door inspections at the moment because they're not allowing contractors in to complete that kind of work. So that side of the business is dead at the moment. However, that doesn't mean to say that I've got nothing to do. There are other aspects of the business that I can focus on that I need to focus on at the moment. For example, I'm producing videos, promotional material, not because I'm going to use it right now, but once all this is over, once the coronavirus is over, once everything starts to return to a degree of normality... I want there to be a bank of information, a bank of promotional material that we can just use throughout the year. And it means that later in the year, I won't have to focus on that the promotional side of things because I'll have done it now. Yeah, so basically you're focusing on things you can do. That I can't normally do. Yeah, because you're always out of the office. I can't normally... When I'm doing fire door inspections and I'm leaving at six in the morning and I'm coming home at half five, six o'clock in the evening... 
I'm either too tired or I'm wanting to spend time with my partner. Ah, stuff it. <laughs> and we, we've got an agreement where really work doesn't go on beyond 6pm. Yeah, I think it's healthy though, isn't it? And I can't do those certain things. However, I can now focus on making videos. I've got a nice new computer. I've got a nice little setup. I've set up an area where I can work. Me and Michelle have got a nice area where we can work upstairs. We've got a nice little office now. And that allows us to focus on things that we want to do. So whether it's Michelle's editing of videos or, or my editing of videos. Mine are a lot more boring. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. But you, you actually sound normal. I sound like a right weirdo when I talk. <laughs> I don't think so, sweetheart. But <laughs> it's important to focus on something. And it doesn't matter if it's you want a business. You want to get yourself into shape. If you want to start cooking, there is a wealth of information about baking and cooking meals online. Oh yeah, and, 100%. Okay, maybe at the moment isn't the right time to be going to the supermarket. At the moment probably isn't the right time to get into certain hobbies because you shouldn't be going out and doing them. And So many things that you can get on with. You know, if you have the ingredients in your house, I'm sure that there's certain meals that you can cook up. You could get into gardening if you're lucky enough to have a garden. I know that not everybody does. But there are so many things that you can do. Just... That short story that you always wanted to write, just write it. That business plan that you've always wanted to, to, to write, start doing that now. And if you do feel bored, there is something that you can do to get out of that boredom. Oh yeah, 100%. I mean, it's great that you've looked at the positive and the silver lining in this situation because even though it's a scary time and my heart really goes out to the people that have been affected by it, but there is some positivity in this. You know, you have got a bit more free time to work on projects, work on hobbies and everyone has them. If you don't have them, then it's the perfect time to start finding one and start thinking about what you like. And there is a saying that really is such a deep saying and it's always been in my head ever since I've heard it, is that the richest place is the graveyard. And at first it sounds very like gruesome, but it means that people had ideas, but because they didn't fulfill them, they've took them to the graveyard with them. And that's so gruesome, I know. And I'm really sorry if that shocks some people. But it's very true. I don't know what could have been invented from people that are no longer with us. You know, they could have had life-changing ideas and they didn't fulfil them. So now we're never going to hear about them. And I know it's quite shocking, but it is true. But this is your opportunity right now. If you have those kind of ideas that you want the world to know about, start working on them. Because if you don't normally have time because you've got children or you've got pets or you've got work which gets in the way. and Well, now you're constantly at home. You've never had a better opportunity in your life to focus on things that are going to get you to the places that you want to be in life. If you don't start them now, you never will. Oh, 100%. I mean, you can find a thousand excuses. You know, you're too tired. You know, you don't feel like it today. We do have bad days, which is completely understandable. But if you make an excuse every time you go to do something, then you have to think, am I making excuses? Or am I literally tired? You know, there's a massive difference between the two. There's a difference between tired and unmotivated. If you're unmotivated, if you start doing something and working on something, the motivation automatically comes. As Johnny said, now is the perfect time. I mean, just because things are closed, social media is still open. The online world is still open. There's still a massive chance to get your idea out there online. Everything's not all doom and gloom. There is a silver lining into this. And I think Johnny put it perfectly, really. For the rest of today, I'm going to work out as soon as we finish this podcast. And that's going to be at least 45 minutes. 
I'm then going to go and start producing a video for my business. Now the video is only going to be about four or five minutes long. I'm new to editing videos, so it'll probably take me an hour and a half to two hours. Then it's all of a sudden it's five o'clock. Then I'll probably spend some time with Michelle. We'll have a nice little chat. We can take the dog for a walk. We'll come back, we'll have some dinner. And then it's going to be about seven o'clock. I already know exactly what I'm going to be doing for the next six hours. And then at seven o'clock, I know exactly what we're going to do. We'll probably go on the game. And it'll be a little bit of downtime. It'll be a little bit of an opportunity to just relax, do something enjoyable, do something that isn't very serious, that you don't have to think too much about, that isn't going to stress you out. We'll probably knock that on the head at what? 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, make sure that we're sleeping by half 11, 12 o'clock. And I'll be up at seven o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, I mean... That gives you some structure for the day. Don't get me wrong, we don't always have the perfect day. Sometimes it gets tweaked. You know, maybe the dog needs walking earlier or things like that. You know, you can tweak your day here and there. But the most important thing to take from this is to have structure, have routine, and then you won't feel as lost and confused as if you just go about your day anyhow. Everyone has ideas, everyone has hobbies, and now is the perfect time to pursue them. I agree, totally agree. I really, I have to say as well, I really, really feel for people right now who are on their own and who don't have a garden. My heart goes out to you massively. Um, just try your best to stay social by calling people, calling friends. Video calling is the most fun thing in the world. Video call your friends. It's very weird at first, but once you get into it, it's so much fun. Make sure you're still staying social, even though you can't actually see people. Um, just make sure you're still staying social because it's incredibly important for your mental health. It may feel like you're completely alone right now, but you're not. There's many people in the same situation as you. Um, just try your best, keep a structure, make sure you call people, stay safe, that's the most important thing and this will be over before we know it, hopefully, if everyone follows the rules. Last week when I had the meeting with um, with the directors from my company and they actually said to me, oh, you look really smart because I had my polo on. <laughs> you they, had your they, on they, the No, I didn't, I just had pants <laughs> and they didn't know. That's a bit creepy, not going to lie. <laughs> Yeah, um, I wouldn't recommend that. Um, and if you do wear pants in your, in your online meetings, don't stand up. <laughs> one of the other things that me and Johnny have been doing is only one of us have been going to the shop as well. Johnny nominated himself just because he says I take too long. So <laughs> he's been going to the shop on his own. Well, that and and I hope you don't mind me saying this, but I, I, um, I'm still quite traditional in many respects. I still think that it's my job as a man to protect Michelle. And, and I don't think that she should be going to the shops and doing that hard work heavy lifting. That, and, and, and exposing yourself to this virus i hope that's not too controversial but that's a that's another factor for me apparently now you can only go one way around the shop is that correct it depends i think it just depends on the shop so the morrisons i'm not plugging morrisons by the way <laughs> um the morrisons that i go to is it's not a massive supermarket and the aisles are quite small compared to some of these massive asdas and these massive tesco's so I think that they've just employed a, a sort of a one-way policy. Most supermarkets, you walk in and you've got the fruit and veg pretty much straight away. On And most people avoid that section. Yeah, most people avoid that <laughs> section and then they move slowly but surely further down until they get to the crisps, the sweets, the coke and then <laughs> the, the bread at the aisle. end. And then let's say you forget in the shampoo sort of section, your shampoo, you've walked straight past it. And then before you know it, you're in the bakery at the very end and you're like, oh man, I need to go back and get... Oh, the bakery, love the bakery. You do love the bakery, but you've got to go back and you've got to go and get your shampoo. They tell you off. They've do been they? telling you <laughs> off and saying, it's one way, it's one way. Well, I think, well, well, I'm not coming back because that's even worse. 
I, I, I would rather sneak my way back around the Morrisons <laughs> and then rather than avoid another visit or go to another shop. Or, Do you or have something. to go one way, one way through the aisles as well? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I'm meant to. Do they, they have, have any, signs that, up? Do they have like arrows? I don't think so. I don't think so. See, what really annoys me as well is they've got a queue and then they've put like little yellow tape on the ground to show you where you should queue from two metres apart. And I don't think that that's very difficult to adhere to. So there I'm on my X and the guy in front of you is on his X. Oh, you have to stand on a cross. Yeah, you have to stand on a cross. And then behind you is like someone and you didn't know that they're too close to you. That really, really annoyed me the other day. Do you remember when that guy creeped up behind us when we was walking the dog? That was really, really weird. It freaked me out. I mean, it was like six, seven in the evening, I think. And like this guy just walked really close behind us. And like, obviously... He was breathing heavily as well. He was going... (sighs) (sighs) It's a bit creepy. It's like, mate, seriously, there's a global pandemic. (laughs) Like, I don't want you anywhere near me. And like, you've come up behind us and started breathing heavily. He couldn't have any louder. Like, I think his maximum breath was on us. (laughs) I get that he lived in the street that we were like next to. I know he got... But why couldn't he have just slowed down and waited for us to just walk past? I don't like when people walk so closely behind you anyway. It just creeps me out. Like, for obvious reasons, especially in the evening. The most important thing is just to stay safe. Make sure you're following government rules. Um, Poor Boris as well. Oh, I know. My heart goes out. I hope he... um... I think he's fine. I think it just says it's routine tests. For anybody who doesn't know what we're on about, it's um, Boris Johnson is, has been admitted to hospital with his coronavirus. But I, I do think it's just routine tests and um, it just sounds worse than it is. But I, I severely hope that he's okay. Yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, it's a bit scary when the person that everyone looks to <laughs> is now um, hospitalised. But, but yeah, my heart goes out to him. But yeah, just keep safe, everyone. Follow government advice. But you can still stay social, but just behind closed doors. So, for example, phone, video call, anything like that. Don't feel like you're completely alone. Email, text, fax, whatever you want to do. Fax? (laughs) Faxing people nowadays. What is this, 1994? (laughs) Do people still use fax machines? I don't know. Football clubs do on uh, transfer deadline day. It's like the most important piece of technology in the world. Yeah. I've just discovered the shredder. It's a great machine, that is. Mm, it's good, isn't it? It's lovely. Eats all your documents. If you have a bit of stress, use a shredder. <laughs> <laughs> That's my advice, guys. Just don't put your fingers in there. <laughs> but yeah, stay safe, everyone. Um, check on loved ones by phone call, of course. Just try and stay as positive as you can and stay away from the news. <laughs> don't believe everything that you read. Get a routine, get structured to your day. Don't forget to write down your goals. I hope you've enjoyed our podcast. We're going to go and exercise now. (laughs) Mm, I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, stay safe, guys. I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Bye, guys. Goodbye, everybody.